we're talking about MotoGP, MotoGP Fantasy, motorcycles, and just the general love of riding. This is Wheel to Wheel. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're back. And the season is starting. <laughs> I feel like that might have been one of our cringier uh, intros, but no chance. I'm, I'm okay with that. No chance. <laughs> well, how have you been, Dakota? I've been good. I've been to Alaska. I've been to Florida. I've been See, all over the place. You complained one time when I went to Germany, and you were like, why are you doing all these cool <laughs> things? You've been to Alaska, you know? <laughs> That's true. It was zero degrees, and there's like four feet of snow. So. You know where I've been the last two weeks? Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. You know what? <laughs> I, you know, this is not I'm not trying to make anybody who's from Maryland mad, but you know how many times I've been like, oh my gosh, why don't I go to Maryland? It's just right up the road. And then I go there. I'm like, this is why I don't go to Maryland. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. So now the people that listen to us in Maryland just turned it off. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you guys, no offense. I mean, honestly, Maryland's not a bad place. It's just not for Ty. Yeah. No, I've been crazy busy lately. So, you know, it is what it is, but... Now we're back. The season is starting this coming weekend. I'm stoked. Are you? I'm super stoked for this weekend. <laughs> I am so excited. I feel like, oh gosh, doing this podcast, I'm, I, I'm, I'm already usually excited about MotoGP. But then the fact that we've been talking about this and the anticipation. I know. It makes me want to throw up a little. I'm really <laughs> proud of this this title of this episode because I really feel like it. it they, we're going to have to talk a lot about this in, the, in this yeah. episode. But make it or break it, Mark, is going to be, I feel like, a huge topic of conversation for literally every MotoGP, YouTube, yep. podcast, well, everybody out there. It's, it, I mean, everybody wants to know. And when we get to the Portugal re- test review, you'll you'll hear a little bit of my opinion on that. So Yeah. So what do you got going on um, lately, Ty? Not much. I feel like a lot of it has been preparation for, for the summer. I mean, other than work, which that takes a lot of time. but It's like, you know, every day. Yeah, every day, Monday through Friday. <laughs> um, but my weekends this summer I'm really excited about because um, so I, you know, I'm finally in a place where I can actually just get back to doing track days, hopefully mm-hmm. as many weekends as I can. So that'll hopefully bring us some fun content for our Instagram for to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, sure. But there's also a new motocross track being built. I mean, it's actually, sorry, let me take that back. It's already been built. Maybe I've talked about it before. Yeah, you talked about it on the last episode. I'm so excited about it because it's 20 minutes away. I mean, so I can every weekend go grab a dirt bike and just go haul butt down a dirt track. You know, <laughs> more time in seat means, you know, you get better and faster at just like anything. So I'm, I'm super excited about that this summer. Yeah, I don't have those plans this summer because I just don't have the time to do that i'm also supposed to I'm ride not. a bull this summer i have no idea how that's going to happen or oh when gosh. it's going to happen but no, that's going to probably limit your motorcycle riding likely uh only if i get <laughs> significantly hurt you know so all right well we have so much stuff to talk about we're going to jump right in first things first though our fantasy league is open to join um so wheel to wheel yep no spaces is. if you put a space in you won't find it find that out the hard way that is what it's called you can go to fantasy.motogp.com and that's where you can sign up it's free to do fantasy MotoGP. you just create an account and then you jump in and then you search wheel to wheel and you will find our league it's a public league you just jump in and here's the thing we're gonna have tons of fun all season with this 
Um, I, we're going to update you every single episode on how fantasy is going, who's leading, who's doing poorly. We might make fun of some people. I mean, we'll see what happens. But <laughs> here's the thing. The winner at the end of the season does get a prize if they join the Wheel to Wheel. Um, Not including us. <laughs> yeah, not including us because we're obviously going to be in first I, place. You I, know? Can't, yeah, I can't help it. Um, but if you join the league and you participate and you win the league, you will get um, you will win some apparel from Morton's BMW in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Yes, yeah, so if you are, if you're in the Virginia area and you're interested in motorcycles, they are like the people to go check out. Yeah, even absolutely. if you don't want a BMW, they always have used stuff in there, and honestly, they're some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, two wheels. And they so. were willing to donate some apparel for the winner. Um, if you are a winner that is further away, I do believe that you will be able to order that online as well. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and if not, we'll figure out how to get it to you. Uh, we'll go and get it ourselves and we'll mail it to you. We'll figure it out. Uh, but the winner is going to get something from Morton's BMW, which is awesome. So big shout out to them. We'll talk about them a little bit more on each episode. Uh, but let's talk about the fantasy league stuff this year because it has changed it has changed significantly we've got some new stuff so the biggest change that has happened is you can actually have a team in addition to an constructor so for the constructor you might have aprilia or ducati or yamaha or whatever but then you can also now on your your team, you can have a team, whether it's RNF or VR46 Mooney or Premac or whatever. You can actually have them. And I don't know how they are going to score that team, though. So that's what's interesting. I've been looking, and I haven't figured out what the scoring system for the teams are, which is interesting because it's just throwing a whole wrench in everything because some things that haven't changed are... I mean, they did give you one more million dollars or euros to spend which is nice because they added the team but that's not a lot more so you're choosing your stuff is going to be a little bit more difficult plus through the season you still only get two trades after each race which means if you trade your team that's one of your trades so it's going to limit your movement of your team a whole lot more this year which is interesting it's going to make things really, really weird, I think. Um, but it's going to be exciting. And you still get the three boosts throughout the season. So using those is a big deal. It doubles your points. Your gold team is still the equivalent to points that your rider makes in the weekend. Your silver team is half of that. And it's going to be a good season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I've been playing around with my team. I'm not settled with who I'm going to choose and all of that, I haven't figured out the best way to spend the the fifteen million yet. So, Ty, anything you notice new about this? I think honestly, just having the fact that we actually are having a team, a specific team, means that if you actually want to fill your roster, you have a little bit. I think they gave you a little bit more money to start with. I yeah, don't they give you one million more. It was fourteen million last year. Yeah, but you know. Each thing is anywhere between three and two. I know. So, like, you're getting kind of spread thin because, you know, my initial thought was, okay, obviously, I'm going to select Ducati as my team. Then you can't you have them as your constructor. Well, I was going to have them as my team. Oh, okay. I yeah, picked, they're I expensive. P- I picked Lenovo Ducati. 
like the main factory Ducati team. Right. That was going to be my team. And now I'm kind of starting to second guess it because I also wanted Marquez and Bastianini. Well, and just so you know, the, the Ducati team costs as much as the Ducati constructor. Yeah, and as much as the rider. Actually, <laughs> yeah. the factory team costs $3.3 million. Mm-hmm. Bastianini costs three point two. Marquez costs only three. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, it's wild. So we're going to get into a little bit more of our choosing and stuff like that. But we want to just let you know what was new, um, what's not new, what's the same, so that you can be prepared when you jump in. Again, this is so much fun and it's totally free. So even if you are someone who doesn't have a video pass, but you keep up with the, the MotoGP stats via like YouTube highlights or whatever, you can still participate in the league stuff and get just as much enjoyment out of it. Uh, so I would just strongly recommend you do that and you get a chance to win some stuff. So, I mean, who can't, who says no to free stuff? Exactly. Said no one. So some things have happened since the last episode that we put out. We have finished the Portugal testing, which is where the first race is going to take place. Which, depending on which team you are, what your favorite rider is, you're either ecstatic right now (laughs) or you're kind of mad. Yeah, so this test was weird. I mean, like, the stuff that was happening, everyone tested Arrow to the max. Oh, yeah. Um. Yamaha probably won the weirdest aero award. Who did? Yamaha. Oh, yeah. Because they put that weird spoiler on the back of of Fabio's bike. It was <laughs> so awful looking. It was like a box on the back of that thing. Um, but they stunned everyone in this this uh, test. They yeah. Yeah, Fabio... Came in hot and got third place. What about that place. weird spoiler thing that they had? Well, that's what I'm talking about. It's like they win for the weirdest. That just, I, it's. Yeah, it was awful. And it didn't do anything. Fabio, I mean, it, okay, so here's the thing. The back of the bike is one I of don't the. Say cowbell. Yeah. It's one of the areas in which they can choose to modify and put something on or take it off throughout the season. So this could show up later. I don't think that it will, but it's possible that it will. Fabio didn't seem super like, oh, man, this thing changed my world. It looks like it's something that you just absolutely would punt off of that bike when you have to go to throw your leg over yeah. it. Well, so Fabio ended up third on the timesheets, which it was only three-tenths off of Pecco's time in first place. I mean, Fabio was screaming. Oh, yeah. And the thing is is that Yamaha figured it out. They went with the 2022 setup of the arrow and and all of that stuff, but the 2023 power setup. So yeah. the engine, the new engine that has more power and all that, they just put that basically in the 2022 setup of arrow and all that. And Fabio was like, "Beautiful, let's do that," because he absolutely tore that bike up on the track. I mean, he did so good. Now, Morbidelli, on the other hand, was awful. And he could not figure it out. He actually finished like 19th, I think. Okay, but I don't really feel like you can use Morbidelli yeah. as an example. Well, I'm saying like he, they for whatever reason, he can't figure out the setup that works for him on the bike. Whereas Fabio tested a whole bunch of stuff. And even Cal Crutchlow in the offseason testing kept telling them, you just need to use the 2022 setup with the new engine and it's going to be great. Yeah. And they didn't listen to him until the last day of the, of the Port- Portugal testing. And guess what? Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of where Yamaha landed on the testing. Now Ducati. Ugh. 
Bagnaya actually uh, looked really good. I know. It's so frustrating. They did so good in the test. I mean, nobody was surprised by that, but they were great. Bagnaya was super fast. Set a, the, He's the first guy to ever get into the 37s at Portugal. I mean, he was fast. He was looking really good. He was fast. and But my question is, is will that translate to the race? There's no way to know until the race day. Oh, you know, you know what the funny thing is? But they did run sprint practices, like simulations, and oh, he, yeah. he also did really well in that. But again, that's not racing. Yeah. That's just running the track. So. Right. Well, I, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like if we were a huge fan of Peko Bagnaya and we just were like Ducati fans and we were in the duck pond, as some would say, then we'd probably go, yep, it's in the hole. We'd be saying the same thing if Fabio was doing this on testing day, but right. we're not huge Ducati or Bagnaya fans. <laughs> right. So we're both like, ah, we won't know because yeah, we're, cause we're well, still wishing for the best. They Okay, they still have the best bike on the grid, oh, hands down. Hands you down. You know, they are the overwhelming favorite. However, I we're going to get to who we think won this test and who we think lost this test. We all know who've lost that test. I personally do not think everybody has been saying like Ducati won the test because they're they've improved on what was already great last year, which is true, but I don't think they won I the test. I think Yamaha won. Oh yeah, yeah. That's who I think. I think Yamaha won because they did what no one thought they could do. Oh yeah. That was the biggest change because we're we're going from like a defeated Fabio like yep. not not because he's not a good rider, but just because he that bike just wouldn't do what he needed it to do. Yep. Now we're looking at a Fabio. I mean, every article that you'll find out there is like it's a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, yeah. every every single one. It, and it, I think it's really promising. I'm excited because I just want to see. Fabio is such a contender right now. Oh yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. He was a contender on a slower bike. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> He's so good. But Aprilia also did really shockingly good. Well, they had like the antenna thing on the back. Yeah. It looked, Again, like, it looked they, like a radar So gun. they tested more aero than anybody. They literally tried like 13 different parts on the bike. Like yep. if there was a space on the bike that they thought, maybe we could glue something right there. They, <laughs> they did it. Like it was weird. They did so much stuff. Um, but they still just could not. They couldn't break into that big bunch of Ducatis. That was the seven of the top eight were Ducatis. Yeah, because well, I feel like so one many... Ducati was crashed and got hurt and wasn't allowed to finish the test. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is I feel like all the other teams are spending so much time changing, whereas you know, Ducati's refining. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because so, they spent their time changing in twenty twenty one. Yeah, that was when this bike wasn't quite there. I mean, I still remember watching the. You know, before 2019 season, you know, that in 2019 and back, everybody used to say that Ducati always had the top speed. They just couldn't turn. Yep. Well, now they turn. Yep. That's because of the arrow. <laughs> you know, and so here's the thing. Uh, Aprilia was also very good. They just could not c- quite get the same performance as Ducati. But, you know, and Aleish was operating with the arm pump issue. Yeah. But he said that that was from the significant downforce that the bike was carrying and and it was causing him to be able to take corners faster so which is what he wanted but that downforce was affecting his his arms so that's that's what happened and the dude instead of just being like hey maybe we shouldn't have quite as much downforce which would limit a little bit of the corner speed so that my arm would be okay he's like surgery cut me open fix my arm so that i can still ride that bike the way it is like (laughs) So if anybody's questioning whether or not Aleish is like coming to try to compete fully for the title, like 
He's coming. He's coming. Um, I definitely think Repsol lost. Yeah, I, let's get to that in a second because we got to talk about Maverick. Um, okay. Because Maverick had a good test as well. But here's the thing. Aprilia also tested well last year. They did well last year. They just didn't finish the season. But they were super inconsistent, you know. I mean, Alesha was pretty consistent most of the time until the back half of the season, and they just he just he fell just couldn't apart. get in the front, right? Well, and Maverick was only good here and there, but Maverick was shooting off like I'm so happy on the bike, I'm really feeling it this year, like I'm finally comfortable, like all this stuff. So everybody's like, oh man, a happy Maverick that's in his zone is a dangerous Maverick, and that's true. He's wicked fast if he is like stars align, correct? And it's like. Will it, are they aligning for him? I don't know. I don't know because he looked good, but I don't know. He was really fast in the sprint, like the 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 sprint simulations that they did. He did really well. I just don't know. I don't trust Maverick. <laughs> I think that's very fair. you know because I've had Maverick on my fantasy team before. Yamaha doesn't trust him either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But I've had him on my fantasy team before, and him just. He'll do well one week, and then for like five races consecutively, he'll just be awful, <laughs> you know. And I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then by then, he's decreased in value so much, I can't get anybody else. So yeah. he's burned me too many times for me to like, you know, think that I'm gonna get him. And and I'm actually been questioning whether or not I'm gonna put him on my silver team because of his price point. And I'm like, and he kind of did good. It's just, it's just really annoying. So yeah. losers. Repsol. You think it was Honda? Yeah. They it, just it's, did it's not between, do well. It's between Honda and KTM because KTM also did awful in the test. Well, but. You, about about KTM, Grissini. I'm not Grissini. Gas Gas. Gosh, yeah. that's going to be really confusing <laughs> this year. Paulus Virago. I don't know if you saw, but he came out of the woodworks just bashing Repsol Honda. Did he really? Yeah, he came well, out. I mean, it's not really out of the woodworks. He's been kind of vocal about how he hated that. So. Well, so he came out and said that the reason for Repsol's stagnant you know, not no progress on the bike is because basically no one was excited once Mark wasn't really in it. So he he blames them, but also I feel like he kind of does that a lot because he left KTM and blamed KTM also for the right. left them for the bigger paycheck, didn't do anything, and then went back to not factory. <laughs> so I mean, I mean it, technically, it's gonna gas, make him, gas is factory. It's gonna make but... him look really bad when Alex Renz and Juan Mir do really well in the Repsol. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think they will, <laughs> so because it's a really bad bike. Yeah, here's the thing: Honda did not do well in the test. I mean, Mark finished, I think, fourteenth. Um, yeah, he finished fourteenth. Granite. Now this is where I question whether or not Mark was sandbagging, because he's done that before, and everybody is kind of expecting this bike to be bad and, and all this stuff. But I question whether or not he's sandbagging because he never actually did a time attack during the testing. So we don't know if this is as fast as he can go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he did a 138.7, which is a second off uh, or just under a second off of the lead, which was Bagnai who did a 137.9. Um, but but he didn't he didn't try to put a time attack in. Which tells me, like, at least half of that is going to come off, right? I I will say I do think a lot of what he's been doing, based off of what I have seen from the testing and what he's been posting, he's been focusing a lot of his attention on just being comfortable on this new bike. Yeah. I mean, the new RC213, I just feel like 
it hasn't been rideable for most people for a long time, and he's also learning how to ride this post hurt. Yeah. So I, you know, a lot of me just wonders. You know, he's just focusing on being comfortable. Once he's comfortable in that bike, I feel like he might actually be a threat. But yeah, I mean, he again, he also you have this this element where Mark comes out and he doesn't do a time attack at the the test. They didn't really do great. But then you've also got all these rumors about Honda for the first time ever. You know, they switched to the Calyx swing arm. But now they're talking about letting Calyx design an entire chassis for them. Like, that's a big deal. And that shows desperation on Honda's point. However, I'm kind of wondering, like, I wonder if that's just all smoke. I don't I don't, I don't see Honda actually going that route because no one does that. Like, everyone else designs their own. Even KTM has a steel chassis still. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, they all, they every manufacturer makes their own chassis. And Honda being a Japanese manufacturer, I don't see them being humble enough to be like, we'll let someone else do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, everybody else has let Calyx do their swing arms because Calyx is the best at that. But And they're really good at chassis. I mean, look at Motor 2. But... At the same time, like Honda saying that just is, is, it feels a little off to me. And I'm like, I think they're full of it. And I wonder if Mark is like better and more suited on this than he's letting on. So I, I don't think it's all smoke. I actually think that Honda is very desperate right now. Um, Now, that being said, I feel like Mark is going to make whatever he has work the best of his ability and he still i will guarantee you will win at least one race this upcoming season i highly doubt he's going to be an eighth every single he's going to win at least two yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) saxon ring and coda he's probably going to win but i do think that he's going to really struggle i think alex renz and juan mir are going to really struggle and honestly i think the health of repsol will be make or break Maybe not 2023, but 2024. Yeah, here's the thing. Alex Renz, Juan Mir, and Mark Marquez. Juan was 13th, Mark was 14th, Alex was 15th in the testing. I think they're full of it. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're like, oh, just stay together, you know, like, you know, just hang out together. I I genuinely, again, I don't think that the Honda is great. I mean, Juan Mir did, did crash. But I think that Mark is... I think that the bike is better than they're letting on. I because it, it just leans into the char- his character. At the same time though, there's all this stuff where he's like really excited about Alex at the Ducati and Alex is throwing all this stuff out into the media going like, "Yeah, my brother's like always kind of asking me questions about Ducati <laughs> and how happy I am I am on the bike and I know, think Alex like Marquez that. will be a threat, not to win the championship. But I think he will he's, make it. He's going to be in top 10 contention. Oh, yeah. You know, um, like race-wise. Um, so, yeah, he's going to be he's gonna be pretty good. I don't um, think this is going to happen, but I still think it would be hilarious if he ended up, like, winning a race this year on a Ducati. But that would also kind of be kind of a jab at Repsol. Because oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, this, this, is the, this is the first season in MotoGP that he's not on a similar bike to Mark. Well, and this is going to be a defining thing because this is going to prove that someone can go from one bike to the other and immediately be good. 
Yeah, I think it. I think I don't think he's going to be the best rider in the paddock by any no, means. Okay. But I do think it's going to prove that a lot of the stuff holding him back wasn't just himself. I think right. That Honda has been bad, and it's been bad for a while. Yeah. So testing overall was really really good. Um, I was really excited about it because Fabio did well. I was going to be really disappointed if he was showing up at like 17th again on the timesheet. Uh, but he kind of came in and crushed it, and it gave me a lot of hope. So let's talk about the first race of the season, which is this weekend. We've got sprint races for the first time ever. We've got the the main event on Sunday, but we are in Portugal. Okay, so here is your track data. We're going to give you the track data real quick, and then we'll talk a little bit about who the winners, who the podium was last year. So the track data is simply this. It is 4,592 meters long, which is 2.853 miles. It's a wide track. It's 18 meters wide. It has nine right corners and six left corners. Uh, The longest straight is 970 meters, which is 0.6 miles, and it was made in 2008. So, Same year as the housing crisis. (laughs) Oh my. So here is how this shook out last year. Our podium in 2022, first place, Fabio Quattararo. He's actually won here two years in a row. Second place was Zarco. Third place was Aleish Esperargo. So that's our podium last year, which is interesting because this track is, is pretty cool. But what is different about this year is the fact that Bagnai just set a lap record. The fastest lap that's ever been done on this track was not set by Fabio, who has won here twice in a row. It was set by Bagnai, who wasn't even on the podium. So that's got that kind of throws a little bit of a wrench in what we might make our predictions for this race. So, Ty, let's start with you. Who do you think? Let's start with our third place picks for, for this weekend. Bagnai. You think Bagnai's going to come in third? I think he's going to become coming third which is better than he did last time okay okay let me change this who do you where do you think we're gonna finish for the sprint race first give me your podium give me your podium for the sprint race oh gosh you just made this so hard (laughs) oh man um okay this might sound kind of outlandish i think third place in the sprint race you're gonna see marquez mark marquez okay Second place, I think you're going to see Bastianini. And then first place, I think you're going to see Jorge Martin. Interesting. So I actually think that the sprint race podium is going to look very different than the I agree. Uh, than the the Sunday podium. So I think that the sprint race is going to be third place, Marco Bezzecchi. Second place, I think, is going to be... Uh, I think Zarco is going to take second, and I think Jorge is going to take Jorge Martin is going to take first place. So first place Jorge Martin, second place Zarco, third place um, Bezzecchi, which I realize is three Ducatis, but I just think that's how it's going to shake out. Um, so okay, so and then you said that third place for the premier race on Sunday. You said third place, Bagnai. Bagnai. So I think it's interesting because I, I really feel like Bastianini is going to do really well in these sprint races because he's kind of a, he's a madman. 
Yeah, but see, he's better on the back end of the races. He's a tire manager, so I don't think he's going to do that great on the sprint races. Well, I think he's going to surprise us. <laughs> I think I think Bagnaya is going to do really well in the premier race, and I think he's going to come in third place. I think Bastianini is going to get second in the sprint race. Yeah, see... Uh, oh, mm, um, and I think the sprint races, Marquez is going to do really, really well with because he doesn't that's have a good to hold point. himself for so long. And I think Jorge Martin... He's just made for it. Zarco and Jorge Martin would be both good picks. Yeah, so for my third place pick for the Sunday race, I think um, it's so hard because I know Anaya is going to do pretty well. Um, but I think that you're going to see – I think Joe and Zarco is going to be – Third place. Interesting. Yeah. For the premier like, yep. premier race. Yep. That's that's me going out on a little bit of a limb there, but but I think he's gonna be third. So who you got for second? Bastianini again. Ooh. Bastianini. I think he's gonna beat out his teammate. You think so? Oh, man, that's gonna be some some wild stuff there. <laughs> yep. So I think for my second place I've got Bagnai. I think that he's I mean he said unless he crashes He's going to be up there. Oh, I think he's definitely going to be so, top three. I think I've got him for second. All right, Ty. Who you got first place? Fabio. Same. <laughs> and that's that's a lot of me voting with my heart there because I'm a big Fabio fan. But I think that Fabio is – he. I think he has to get on the podium. He has to. Yeah. Because if he doesn't get on the podium, he's going to show this, like, chink in the armor. You know what I mean? He's won here two times in a row. It's like if Mark loses at Saxon Ring. All of a sudden, people are like, oh, what? Maybe you're not as good. You know what I mean? So he's got to get on the podium. But I think that Fabio is a better racer than Bagnai. So I think he's going to beat Bagnai out. I think I think we're going to see what... It may come down to the start. Yeah, I think he's going to do a lot better this season. I actually think he's going to have one chink in his armor and i think he's gonna be so used to trying to make a slower bike fast i almost feel like it's it's a different bike so i wonder how much of that is gonna mess with him i don't know i i think he's just gonna absolutely rip it so i, I mean i do too I <laughs> like i think he'll be top five in the sprint race i yeah i can see that i just don't i don't think he's gonna give it everything he's got because he's got that like little thing on the back of his thing so people can't <laughs> see where they're going yeah i don't think he's gonna give it everything he has in the sprint race because i think that he wants to win the premier race actually if you think about it that that thing they have on the back of their bike actually might be kind of a cordial thing because it's blocking out the sun for whoever's behind them it's so freaking big well, he does, he's not going to have that on his bike. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, let's talk fantasy picks um, as far as for this week because, you know, you get to change these race to race. So, But this is our first one where we get to pick our whole team. And I'm not willing to reveal my whole team at this point because I haven't settled on it. But let's talk manufacturers. Which manufacturers – or constructors, do you think are the best ones? Because I've got two in mind that I think are the like best ones to pick. One is the best value, in my opinion, and one is just the best obvious one. What do you think, Ty? For the constructor? Yeah. I went with Yamaha. Ooh. Really? I know, I know there's only two bikes. So it's 2.6. It's the cheapest one. Yeah. Well, it's really only one bike because Morbidelli's not going to finish in the points a whole lot. No, but I can guarantee you that Fabio's going to do well. 
I, I, I splurged with my team because I think if I had to pick a team that was going to do really, really well points wise, mm. I went with the most expensive one, Factory Ducati, the Lenovo team. I think that they are the most guaranteed to get you to top five, top ten riders. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so here here's my opinion here. Ducati is obviously the best constructor choice. There's eight bikes on there. Like somebody's gonna finish well. Yeah. Uh, but it's three point three million. It's just ridiculous. And if you get them, it really limits what you can do as far as your team and your riders. So I think for the value, Aprilia is the best. So Ducati is 3.3, Honda, Aprilia, KTM are all 2.7, and then Yamaha is 2.6, which is weird to me because Honda was so bad last year, like really, really bad, and Yamaha was better than them. The reason that Yamaha has the lowest cost is because they only have two riders versus the others who have four, and then Ducati who has eight. But Aprilia, I think, is going to – they've shown that they're just like right underneath the – level of Ducati as far as their speed and their their pace so I think as far as a constructor for bang for your buck 2.7 they're a really good choice yeah you know um so let's talk teams all right this is the new thing we've not seen this before this year so teams um it's really interesting. I don't actually understand fully their pricing on this stuff, but I mean they made it really, really hard. So I mean I yes. said I wanted the Lenovo team for Ducati. Yeah, it's three point three million. But I mean like it is just about impossible to actually have that and actually have any good riders. Correct. So And that's what makes me wonder how they're gonna score this because I just don't know. I don't yeah. know how many points you're gonna get for your team. You know what I mean? And I can't, I've looked and it doesn't, I can't find where it says that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just dumb and somebody else can find it. Let us know at wheel to wheel podcast (laughs) on Instagram. Just send us a DM. Um, (laughs) But I think personally, if I'm looking at these teams and I'm wondering what is the, the best value that I can find, it's Grissini. So you've got two Ducatis. Alex Marquez, like we said, is going to do well. And it's a Ducati, so it's going to do well in general. And that team has always been well-managed. So they're a really good value. They're the cheapest ones. They're 1.9. So if you were just looking to get a team that's going to be pretty good, get you some points, but isn't going to break the bank so that you can have a little more movement with your team, they're a great option. I think the next one is going to be the VR46 Mooney team. Solid. I mean, solid. those guys are just solid in the top, like, six, seven, usually. And that makes them a huge value when when you consider they're only $2.1 million. Uh, That's super cheap. That's not that much more than the Grassini team. Um, oh, I said Grassini was the cheapest. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Uh, Gas Gas is the cheapest at 1.8. But I don't think that that's a good value <laughs> um, because I don't think that they're going to do very well. So I think you'd be kind of throwing that 1.8 away a little bit unless you just didn't have any other space and you needed that. So I think that Mooney is a great one. Uh, I think that if I was going to pick something after them, uh, if I wanted to spend a little bit more money, if I chose some riders or a constructor that left me a little money to play with, I would be doing everything that I can to get Pramac. 
you know, I think that they're going to do great in the sprint races with Zarco and Jorge. Um, I think that they're going to always be, you know, in the top 10. So you're going to get, you're almost guaranteed points at every kind of race that we're going to have. And they're 2.5 million. So they're right in the middle. They're not the most expensive. They're not the cheapest, but they're right in the middle. So that is, those are the ones that I would go for if, if I was picking. So, yeah, I mean, Premac is definitely one of the things I've looked at. If I can't make the factory team work for my team, I just feel like Jorge Martin is just such a good rider. Mm-hmm. I know. I he's he's my second favorite. I actually have him on my gold team. Ooh. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna say whether or not I have him on my gold team. All right. I guess we'll see. <laughs> we'll never know. Um. Yeah, there's just so much happening this year with the teams. Your so, money is stretched a lot thinner. Well, and that's the thing. Like it's it's made it to where you can't have as many like big hitters on your team. I mean, you could technically just not have a team and then just have two really good riders. Oh, that's true. But Ooh, that is true. But at the same But how do they score the team? Is it going to shoot you in the foot to not have them? <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. it would really suck if you have Premic Ducati and you could have Fabio and Bagnaia or Fabio and Bastianini, and then you have like, you know, Augusto Fernandez, <laughs> and then you have Premic or something cheap. Yeah, Takanakagami. <laughs> or, because you know, but then if you have Premic Ducati and Premic Ducati has two guys in 18th and 19th place, yeah, then you know you could have subbed that out and gotten a better rider. Well, because that's the thing you've got to consider. Like, is it? Is a silver rider who gets half the points gonna get as many points as the Ducati team or the Ducati constructor or the Aprilia constructor? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, because last year I had the Ducati constructor on my team and they got me buku points every week, so it was okay that I had a bad silver rider as my fourth rider. You know what I mean? That only got me a little bit of points every once in a while because I knew that I was gonna make those points up with Ducati. But if you can get a medial amount of points out of your silver rider and your constructor and your team, is that going to be more than if you got a lot from your constructor and not much from the other two? That's you know hard, what I mean? That's hard. You know, the, the cool thing, too, that they have made it so much easier in looking at the fantasy is also looking at your team value. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They made they did make that easier. So it'll be interesting because technically so we have someone the mutts has a more valuable team they've maxed out they used all 15 million dollars mm-hmm. <coughs> and that's going to change throughout the season so yeah. that's going to be something that like you know second place prize you didn't win but your team like the way you organized it your team is more valuable than everybody else at the end of the season because the Unless your riders do badly, and then it lowers the value. Yeah, which is one of those things. <laughs> and that then you can't get it back. <laughs> if we're already stretched really thin, yeah, and then your team value goes way down, oh, you're yeah. you're in so much trouble. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Your the first, team value is not going to come up. A your rider first can. pick matters. Oh yeah, it matters so much. So, well, let's talk about riders real quick then. So, you know, obviously everybody's going to want Fabio Bagnai and Bastianini. I don't have any of them on my. I mean, that's like who most everybody's going to want because Bagnai's going to be great. Fabio's going to be great. Bastianini's going to be great. They're all the most expensive. I mean, Bastianini and Aleish are the same, and I think Bastianini is going to do far better than Aleish. I agree. Um, so in order to get Bagnai on your team, you got to spend $3.5 million. 
And, and Fabio's to only at 3.4. I thought Fabio was going to be less than that, to be totally honest. I thought he was going to be under Bastianini because There's of... no way. Well, I just thought because of how he kind of trailed off last season. Yeah, on a slow bite. I know, but I, I was... Okay, listen, this was wishful thinking, okay? I was just hoping so that I could get him on my team for cheaper, all right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because last year, I made the mistake of not putting Fabio on my team right off the rip. And then he did super good on the front end of the season. And by the time I got him on my team, he started dr- falling off a little bit. <laughs> I do think it's crazy that Alessio Spirago is as valuable as Inea Bastianini. That's oh, that's crazy. what I'm saying. Like, they're the same. And I think Bastianini is going to do better. Oh, I feel like Bastianini is guaranteed to do better. I feel like if you wanted the safer bet, Alessio Spirago is way overpriced. Well, and, and it's, it's interesting coming at this because you've got to think about more than just the premier race. You've got to think about how they're going to do in the sprint races as well. Like, so for instance, Mark is a great choice at 3 million because he's probably going to do well in both. I don't know that he's going to win either, but he's going to do good in both. I really hope he wins. Which means I want he's him going to come to be, out of the gates. Yeah, he's going to be guaranteed points in both. You know what I mean? So it's like, ooh, how do I do that? The sprint races have thrown me off. I big am time. so. I'm so torn because on one hand Mark could win and if you don't have him you're gonna feel so stupid like how did I not see him not doing this <laughs> yeah. but at the same time it's like he's on a terrible motorcycle yeah so he could also just not do that well and you are questioning whether or not he was sandbagging at the tests <laughs> so I've debated on putting him on my gold team I don't know if that's stupid or not I mean, time will tell I mean, so your dad says this all the time. He, When he listens to this, he's going to appreciate that I'm saying this because he said this year he's not going to – I think – if I'm thinking I'm going to get it right. He said he's not going to play – he's not going to play fantasy with his heart. He's going to play with his brain. Yep. And he'll watch the game – he'll watch the race with his heart. You know, because, you know, when you when – you, which I'm bad for this when I'm doing fantasy is I'll pick the people I like. And then it hurts me because like they they aren't necessarily the ones that are definitely going to do well. But I don't want Bagnaya on my team because I don't want him to do <laughs> well, even though he's great and he's going to do well. You yeah. know, it's it's hard though because I re- I legitimately I know I'm everyone who listens to this knows I'm a Mark Marquez fan. But on one hand, I really do think that he can do well. But you can really only afford to have one three million dollar rider. That's absolutely true. And you it's can't like, have Fabio and Mark. No, last you season cannot. you could have. I think I did for a long time, you yeah. know, but you know, this upcoming season, because of that team, if you have Mark Marquez on your team, you can't have any other like top tier riders. Yes. The so teams are, have made it so different. So different. And the thing is, if you start off with Mark Marquez, he is a really big gamble because if he doesn't do well in the first race, let's say he comes in 14th place or 10th place or even ninth place, his value will drop. Right. Which will make it. Almost impossible to turn around and get a better rider. You're just, you're hosed. That mm-hmm. first race will really, really have a huge impact on the rest of your season. Yes, it will. I can't wait to see how much everybody's team value is after the first sprint race. <laughs> right. Yeah. I. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's a, Okay, so a new feature that they have put in here is you can do an auto pick. Which means that it's going to choose your team and everything for you. I wonder what it's going to do. I'm going to like auto draft. I'm going to actually click on it and see what happens. I'm going to I'm going to clear my whole team. Watch me not be able to remember what I did. Oh, 
Oh my goodness. Okay, so this is what it just auto-picked me. <laughs> you ready? I've got Maverick Vinales and Zarco on my gold team. I've got Bastianine or Bagnai and Juan Mir on my silver team. And my constructor is Yamaha and my team is Grassini. They really wanted you to max it out because I just did it too and it, my team value is at fifteen million. So Mine's at fourteen nine. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well my mine just I'm came up with again. uh gold riders. It gave me Enea Bastianini and then Fabio G Antonio for my gold riders. Then my silver team I got Mark Marquez and Augusto Fernandez. And then I have Honda for my constructor and Yamaha for my team. Oh, this is a terrible team, what I just did. Well, it's actually not that bad, but it's not that good either. I don't know. Maybe it is good. Okay, so this is what it just auto-generated for me. I've got Zarco and Brad Bender as my gold riders, which both are good. Uh, Brad Bender's not great, but he's not bad either. Then my silver riders, I got Luca Marini, which is great. And then Augusto Fernandez, which is to be seen. I think he's going to do pretty good this year but i don't think he's going to be great at all i mean he's on a ktm so but my constructor is ducati well i big did, money I and just then did, team is ktm i just did it one more time and just to show you you can't really trust it it gave me marco bezecchi for my gold rider not bad but it also gave me franco morbidelli oh my and it really cashed out i don't have any riders over 2.2 million dollars and it cashed out with uh the <laughs> Factory team Ducati. I just got Nakagami on my team when I did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. And I still have 300K left over. This is the worst managed like auto pick ever. <laughs> so anyway. If, if anybody puts Takanakagami on their team, I won't judge you. But he's going to judge you. And I'm going to judge you. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun thing. I actually kind of like it to see kind of some breakdowns of what you could what you could get um it's a new feature it's pretty cool uh but when it when it throws one up that has a lot of riders that are kind of top tier and then you see oh wow so i could kind of have that kind of combination because a lot of times we forget which riders are going to produce points because we get blinded by which riders are top tier in our mind when it's not actually about that, sometimes it's just about how good they do. Remember, you said this a while back. If you got, what was it, fourth place in every single race, you would win the season. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to have the rider that wins every single race. So, pretty pretty important piece to remember when you're thinking about your fantasy team. But, Alex Marquez is a great silver I think team he's rider. A, such a great pick. He's a great silver choice. Um Jorge Martin is just a great choice because of the sprint races. And, I mean, he won multiple races last year, so it's not like he's bad. Um, so, overall, it's just going to be different this year because of the sprint races, because the added teams. I don't really know fully what to expect. <laughs> you know, but I'm excited about it. Right now, I think we've got um, just, under, like, just under 10 people in our league. We would love to see that grow, so make sure you check it out. Again, the... Um, the URL for that is uh, fantasy.motogp.com, and you just type in wheel to wheel. That's the number two, no spaces. Wheel to wheel, and it'll you can jump right into our public league and play all all season long with us and potentially win some stuff. So, Ty, we need to wrap this up by talking about what we think is going to happen with the championship. Oh gosh, this is going to be hard. 
It really is because at this point, this is just a shot in the dark for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're just hoping, and it's going to be funny at the end of the season to see how badly wrong we were about this. Yeah. But. Well, I'm going to play it safe this time. I'm not going to think with my heart. I'm going to think with just logically what makes the most sense. Okay. I think I think Bastianini is going to win the championship in 2023. Whoa. I think Bagnaia. That's a bold one there. I think Fabio will come second. And then Bagnaia will be third. Interesting. I don't want that to happen. Don't want it to happen. Hmm. That's 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 interesting. I I do not think that Bastianini is going to win this year. I do think it's going to be a bunch of red. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. All right. What, um, what, what's your what are your choices? I'm going back and forth. I wrote some stuff down, but I I don't actually know that I believe that. I think that Fabio is going to win. I would be happy to see that. Um, a lo- a lot of that is my heart, obviously. But I do think he's capable, and I think that if he can go out there and beat all those Ducatis, it's just going to be, like, the sweetest victory ever. And I think he's capable of it, and I think that the machine that he's on gives him enough to be able to do it. So I'm I'm thinking Fabio is going to come out and shock the world and win on a Yamaha when he has no... Team, no team support and no uh, satellite team data to to farm, whereas Ducati's over here with eight eight people that they're just farming data from and doing all these things. And Fabio's going to come out like a dude that's. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, like an old action movie yeah. where it's like Rambo. He's got a, a, a big knife and everyone else has a hundred. There's like a hundred military people with machine guns and he goes out and kills everybody with a bow and arrow and a knife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I, I'm, I'm looking at Fabio going, yeah, you got nothing but the, the motorcycle you have. You don't have any support from Orbitelli. You don't have satellite team feeding you data. You're just going to go out there and ride like your pants are on fire. And I think he can win. Or his chest plate. <laughs> yes. So I think that Fabio's going to win. I think that... Hmm. Man, this is where it gets hard for me is, is the second and third. Because I just don't really know... I think that Bagnai is going to be up there, probably second. Uh, yeah, Bagnai is. I think he's a he's a safe bet. Actually, I'm going to change that. <laughs> um, I think that Anaya. No, I think Bagnai is going to be second. I think that third place is going to either be Anaya, Bastianini, or Jorge Martin. Interesting. The reason I think that Jorge Martin can make a run for the the podium of the championship is because he really wants a factory seat, and he's got to prove that he deserves it. That's true. You know what I mean? So I think that he's capable of it, and with the sprint races, I think it's going to give him enough points to make it up there. Does that make sense? So this is me thinking about the sprint races as well. I think that it's going to give Jorge an edge. And it's going to put him up higher in the championship than we would expect him to be. Yeah. Because typically I would expect him to probably land around fifth. But because of the sprint races, I'm thinking it might give him enough to get to third. You know, now you just bring up the sprint races. I have like 
and my alternative thing is if Marquez does really, really well in the sprint races, I could see him being up there in third. <laughs> but that's a big if. Yeah. A big if. I still am going to stick with Bagnaya because I feel like it makes more sense. But I would not be surprised if... I am shocked that you chose Bastianini for the first place. I mean, I'm not... I mean, he was so, in third this year, so... I think the biggest thing that we'll tell, because Bagnaya did look really strong in testing. I think, though, Bastianini, if he can adapt to the sprint races, I think his tire management and the fact that he's on a factory bike, because last time we saw him competing against Bagnaya on a satellite team, I think yeah. him on a factory Ducati with factory support, if he can adapt to the sprint races, I think his ability to manage tires... Yeah, I think that is. I think he. That's could, a that's a lethal combo. You're right. I think he. It's got to be really. But hard I to will say him. somebody else who is almost equally as good at managing tires, but also, and this is like a dark horse that's going to be so good this season, and I don't <laughs> think anybody realizes it. Um, he's good at managing tires. He rarely wrecks. I think he had one crash last year. Who are you talking about? Luca Marini. Oh. Okay, he's on a Ducati. He's fast. Guess what? He and Marco did better than Enea Bastianini in testing. Luca Marini actually in the uh, Sepang testing topped the charts. He was he was number one, and yeah, so he was number four in uh, the Portugal testing, which at one thirty eight point three is what he clocked, and that is, I mean, he was literally like a hundredth of a second off of. Um, Fabio. Oh, wow. So, like, he was in fourth place, and then Marco Bedzecchi was in fifth place, and he's less than a tenth off of Luca. And then in sixth place, you have Anea, and he's, like, he's still less than a tenth off of Luca. But my point being is that, like, I, I don't know. Luca Marini is really good. I don't think he's going to win the championship, though. No. But, but that's, that's that. We're talking about the championship here. Yes, but like when you're talking about like who could maybe squeak into that third place spot because of the oh, sprint yeah. races, like he's one that could do it because he doesn't crash. If I if I if I think the two people that I could see squeaking in would be Marquez or Jorge Martin. I yeah. feel like those two right there. The only issue with Jorge is he crashes a lot <laughs> because true. he rides like a madman, but. Luca Marini, however, does not crash very much. Mar uh, Marco Bezzecchi crashes more than Luca Marini. But, Mar but Marquez never crashes. <laughs> but Bezzecchi <laughs> typically does a little better than Marini yeah. um, in the points. But if Marini gets just a little bit better, which he has clearly, yeah, and he's finishing like on a regular basis in fourth or fifth place, but he never crashes. This is the biggest mystery of a MotoGP <laughs> season ever. What That's do you think is gonna happen with that? Oh you know, he could he could very well be in contention for the podium. I will guarantee you that one rider this season will be significantly hurt. Oh, easily. Yes. One. I think there will be one heartbreak. I'm really hoping it's not Mark. <laughs> I'm afraid it would be someone like I know we haven't even mentioned his name, which is a little sad because he moved, but Jack Miller. You know, being on the KTM, new... I think he's going to surprise everybody on that KTM. I don't think well, he's happy with it. Brad Bender wasn't happy with it, and he's been on it for a while. I mean, he, he literally said, I had to wring this thing's neck to get in ninth place in the um, in the testing lineup. Like, 
He said, I had to write it in, in ways that scared me, <laughs> you know, because it just won't do it. KTM just has not figured out the right combination of aero engine. Like the setup just isn't working for them. So they've got to fix that. Uh, I guess we said that Honda had lost, but KTM's not far behind. Now, if it rains every race, Bender and Jack Miller are probably going to be the ones that win. <laughs> yeah. You know, so who knows? Who knows? Dude, Jack this is Miller, a big one. Every time I introduce someone new to MotoGP, Jack Miller is always one of their favorites. Yeah. Almost hands down. He's just yeah. everybody's favorite Australian, other yeah, than Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, he's fun. So, I don't really know. Those are those are our predictions. We'll see if they're any good or not I, as we know, go. I'm already doubting my predictions. I'm, I'm doubting everything that I've said already. <laughs> So, um, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about the fantasy picks. Let us know what you're doing with your team. Uh, let us know what your predictions for the season are. We want to know. So, touch base with us on Instagram at Wheel to Wheel Podcast, and you can send us a DM and just let us know uh, what you think. Uh, we also just wanted to let you know that listener support is still available. If you want to support the podcast financially, you can do that by heading over to our Instagram page at wheel to wheel podcast and you can click on the link tree and it'll take you right to the uh, place where you can support us financially if you so would so like to do that. Uh, we do have some big plans that we would like to accomplish, but we are just not quite there yet financially. So if you want to support us that way, we would really appreciate it. If not, we just appreciate that you listen and that you're engaged. If you want to be in the Fantasy League, you can join that anytime, even throughout the season. So if you miss it, if you're like, oh, I didn't get in before the first race, don't worry about that. You can get in at any point in the season. Your team works with every league that you join. So whatever team you choose, you just jump into a league and it and it works for every league. You don't got to come up with a new team for every league, which is a really nice feature about this and so, so you don't have to worry about you know managing this and yeah, all your other fantasy sports yeah. out there it's just one one team so jump in whenever you can uh just go over to fantasy.motogp.com and wheel to wheel and jump in our league and get a chance to win some sweet apparel from morton's bmw but with all that being said the last thing like and share the podcast leave us a review if you can give us five stars if you don't that's okay. I will find you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ty has no particular set of skills <laughs> that that put you in any danger. Um, except that run, he can ride motorcycles. I was gonna say, except quick. that he can ride a motorcycle really fast. So. Which is funny because I mean, all I can do is get myself hurt. You know. <laughs> so uh, go on, like, share the podcast, hit the notification bell so you don't miss an episode all season long. Um, we're gonna be coming at you after every race, which we're really stoked about. So we'll catch you next time.